0: We go. All right, welcome to live with the Miss da- Mr. Green, the famous author and poet of The Fragile Body and The World Around Me. Congratulations. Yes. That is my first collection. It's amazing. It is amazing. I love this book. I have dog-eared all of my favorites. I reread them, and I keep sending you messages saying, did you write that poem about me? <laughs> so, That's what I get a lot of the time. A lot of the time
1: I get people reaching out going, that, that piece you wrote, that piece you wrote yesterday, that that relates to me so much, and are you sure you weren't in my brain like Digging around to find these things out. I know. And I was like, no. No, this is just my natural thought processes. Yes.
0: The fact that I've lived
1: a very, very... I've lived a million lives in 36 years.
0: I love how you just said that. I believe that we all live many lives within uh, the shortness of whatever time frame we are here on earth. And then we get to come back. I don't know if everybody believes that, but I believe we come back and we keep living our lives again.
2: Yeah.
0: You believe so? Yeah. No, I, I believe that we,
1: our souls never die. Mm-hmm. Our vessels die. But our souls move on to a new vessel. And then we occupy that vessel. So we remember stuff that is kind of crazy because
0: it feels like I've been alive a hundred times before this. I know. It's weird. I'm glad that you feel that way because I've always felt that way. And I'm always connected to so many things in life. And I wonder why am I connected to so many things and how can I read your poetry? And it feels like you wrote that for me. It's just so incredible. So I want to ask you a couple questions. One, let's tell the audience where you reside today.
1: Me currently I am sitting in front of my
0: lovely bookshelf wallpaper. I love that wallpaper, yes. <laughs>
1: my flat is located in the southeast of England. England. So I'm in a place called South End-on-Sea.
0: I love so that.
1: I'm, I'm literally a 10-minute drive away from the mouth of the Thames. Ah,
0: oh, that must be amazing. How do, Have you always lived in England? Yes, all my life. I grew up in the east end of London. Mhm. My mom, my mom and dad Live in the east end of London, so
1: around Canary Wharf, Canning Town, Poplar, Millwall, the Isle of Dogs. And my parents decided to move out to Essex when me, my sister, and my brother were born because they wanted to give us a better standard of the life. So they moved out, and that part of my life is history. I, I'm a cockney. I'm classed as a Cockney. I was born (laughs) in the sound of the blowbells in London. Okay. So we're talking Cockney rhyming slang there, which is, we've got the apples and pears. Okay. Stared.
0: I like that. I love it. What part of England is your favorite place to be?
1: My favorite place to be? That would be my favorite spot in this entire world. Mm Mm-hmm. I go there for my little bits of inspiration where my mind is feeling heavy and I go
2: there for clarity. I go there to go... I've done something amazing. I've released my first book. I go there to reminisce. I go there to think over things. And that's a little place not far from me called East Beach. East Beach. And on my
1: my Instagram stories, you will regularly see pictures...
2: A beach. Yes, and that beach is literally right on the mouth of the Thames. And you see the boats go past. You've got the solar pan, pan-
1: powered windmill farm just off the uh. shore, and it's right next to an old MOD military site, which my parents used to live on, and I lived there for a while. And I love the place. I
2: be- it sounds beautiful.
1: Do you but mean... I love East Beach because I've
2: been in this part of the world now since I was 18. Okay. I'm now 36 so East Beach has been a big part of my life. It's where I've always gone when I faced problems I struggled and I needed
0: to collect my thoughts mm-hmm. to process my thoughts in the peace, calm, tranquil environment where the land meets the sea and the I constant know. breeze
1: moves my soul
0: I love the ocean. That's where I go when I'm at my worst. That's what I think of when I'm at my worst. I play ocean music, living with um, multiple sclerosis. And let's tell the audience, you also were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Yes, I was at the age of 21.
1: 21. So. I was diagnosed at the
0: age of
1: 21, but that wasn't the first blip with my health.
0: Mm-hmm. You. And at the age of 18, at the age of 18, my body didn't like my body. Yes, I know so how that feels. My body would literally shut down, completely shut down, and I would be passed out on the floor somewhere after it in a porcelain sink or being
2: in the street, uh... being... Be in the family home somewhere, and I would just pass out and fall to the ground like a tower falling. And literally,
1: what used to happen was I used to present
0: with fine tremors all over my body, fine spasms, yeah. which made
1: me look epileptic. It so made they looked like I was having a seizure.
0: So they diagnosed you with and epilepsy?
1: They diagnosed me with epilepsy. First of all,
0: mm-hmm. I went through an onslaught
2: of tests. I looked like Hannibal Lecture's test, test
1: puppet wired up to an ECG machine. I felt like something out of a movie. Something wasn't quite right. Yeah, I wasn't functioning right. My brain weren't right. And at the time, I was just starting a career as well. Starting a career in healthcare. Yes. And literally, I lost my driver's license. I had my world stripped from me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of always made me go, do you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I can do anything in life that I want. I'm strong enough. I know I'm strong enough mentally. I am so strong, it's unbelievable mentally. Yes. Literally... It wasn't until I was 21. At the age of 20, I was taken to a
0: specialist epileptic hospital to be weaned off the medication. Okay. And at that specialist hospital, they found lesions on my brain. That's when they diagnosed you.
1: They found lesions. They didn't diagnose me then. They didn't know whether them lesions were old scarring. Oh. Well just scarring.
2: That is present in a brain anyway, because sometimes people are born with scarring on their brain. They that is very why, true. They
1: don't understand why. Mm-hmm. So it took another year for me to be diagnosed with epilepsy, uh, MS. And what happened was I was diagnosed after I was put into an induced coma for what felt like a lifetime wow imagine waking up with a tube hanging from your mouth and you gasping for air it's so traumatic that you can't explain it in words so when i pen something
0: and i I pen every day every day of the week i pen when i pen something hi catherine it kind of it kind of knocks me back And it kind of reminds me
1: that that part of my life has taught me to be this person you see sitting here today.
0: And you are strong as ever. You are a true MS warrior. True. I believe that through tragedy of life, whether it's an accident of a car accident or born with something or faced with trauma of losing a loved one um life gives us so many things to handle but it's how you take those difficulties in life that you turn your life around of inspiration and that's what you've done and you have become an incredible poet So I get to have a date with you on my interview today in England with a famous poet and you continue every day to write the most amazing poetry on your Instagram feed that touches, I believe, everybody in the world. It's incredible what you write and first of all, let me say thank you for being here today. I am so honored and when You're you at, when you answered my DM, I was jumping up and down because I feel like I already know you and we've known each other forever. Just one through Instagram, two by reading your book. I can't wait for book two. I'm so excited for that.
1: Well, book two and book three. Are
0: already in draft format. Ah! Oh, I'm They're so excited! Oh god. My book four and
1: book five are actually being pieced together.
0: I love it. Okay, well, you know what? Excited. Can you please honor me with sending me a signed autograph copy and I will honor you the same way with my book two that is being released at the end of June and I will send one to you. That way we can both have each other's autographed books.
1: Yeah.
0: MS awesome. We are MS warriors, and this disease is never going to take us down because we are such fighters, and we're going to write it. Do you, know why? Do you know why this disease is never going to stop people like us? Why?
2: It's not because of our body limitations.
1: It's because of our beautiful minds.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Fact, if our beautiful minds keep making up these fantastic imaginative stories and use our imagery,
0: then we can make our destiny whatever we want. That was so beautifully said. I, I love that. I am going to go back on this recording and I'm going to write that down and do a very special post for you. That was so beautiful. It's the beautiful minds that carry us to new places,
1: new horizons. Mm -hmm. It's the beautiful minds that keep us going in the darkest of
0: times. So true. So true.
1: I know loads of people that have got such a beautiful mind, but they sit there worrying about
0: what people are going to think. Don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. Be who
1: you are. Be who you are.
0: Honestly. Honestly, be you. Because you're the and best say, you in the world.
1: You are the creator and successor of your own destiny.
2: Do with it what you will. I love that. And that is one of my most famous quotes. I love that quote.
1: And I... I've always lived by that quote. Now, from a very young age, and you're
2: already aware of this, from a very
0: young age, mm-hmm. I
1: always struggled. Yes. I've always struggled.
0: I, I, I find that interesting and so aware of the brightest minds and the ones that inspire have struggled from birth.
1: Yes. yes. And continue. Um,
0: but we get back up.
1: Sometimes it's not about getting back up. Sometimes it's learning how to d- adapt, true. learning how to adapt to the environment, learning how to move forward with the environment. That's if you
0: very fall, true. You fall if yep. you stay down. Just adapt
2: to your environment that surrounds you.
0: I love that
1: because if you adapt, you survive.
0: Exactly. If
1: you don't adapt.
0: You don't survive. That is so true. So true. And every day we adapt. And we get up. And we breathe. And we move forward. With a smile on our face. And sometimes a grumpy, don't want to be happy. But you still find a way throughout that day to find joy and positivity and and compassion for life around us. I mean, all you have to do is walk outdoors outdoors look up at the sky touch a tree grab a flower and smell it all these beautiful things around us are part of us every day yes but it's funny it's funny because the amount of people that don't see the small beautiful things in the world
1: it is they're too busy they're in such a rush that they don't see the smallest pieces of beauty that -hmm. i spot and I sit there on a bench over East Beach, and I'm penning something. I'm writing something. I'm digging deep into my soul, and I can I can image or imagine something that's not happening in front of my own eyes.
0: But you can write about it because you but feel I can it. Write about
1: it. Or I can see the most precious thing.
2: I can see a little old lady walk up to a bench, strap
1: a bunch of flowers to that wooden framed bench. I can sit there and enjoy that one minute where she's doing that, turn away, and
0: before I know it, I've got this amazing piece on my phone, in my book, on a piece of
1: paper. And I've wrote about that. I love that. I've wrote about that. Because
0: love never dies. So true. And I see that
1: little
0: old lady so much. Aww. And I've you should. Sat down with, can you ask her uh, to take a photo of her one day and write that poetry and post it on your Instagram feed?
1: That poem's already on my Instagram feed. She's already heard that piece
0: of poetry. Ah, okay. Sat down
1: on the bench and struck a conversation up with
0: her. Oh, I love.
1: Because I thought I had to share it
0: with her. I love that. Did she cry? Tears of joy. Oh, I love that. You gave her one of her greatest treasures that she will always remember. Thank you for that. Thank you for being so honest that's yeah. what life's about yes. Life's
1: about giving small treasures to people that they will always remember you by
0: oh we have everybody it's on here today italy's here
1: yeah on people's souls that matters the footprints it's not the amount of people around us it's the footprints we leave yes don't leave them in the sand because they wash away mm-hmm. leave them on someone's soul and in their heart oh
0: you'll
1: be remembered forever
0: you truly write so right. So, let me let's talk a little bit about um, your background that nobody would know about. Um, so, you wrote your first book, you've got three ready to go. Number four, you're currently writing, um, and I've got here that you actually worked. I'm so sorry. Let's see. You worked in the British Prison Services. How was sorry, that?
1: People. Sorry, people. We we'll start with the questions. There, we
0: do apologize. Your <laughs> You're starting with the questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask some questions. Um, I could sit with you for five hours and just talk about poetry and just bringing light to the world. And I just think it's incredible. We're going to have to do interview two, for sure, on the books. So- Interview two is pending in my diary already. Great, I love that. So the thing that I loved that I found through talking to you that I believe everyone else would love to know this question. How did it feel working in the British prison services? And how old were you? Well, working in the British Prison Services, um,
2: working for HMP, Her Majesty's Prison Services, it was an eye-opening experience. Yes. I've never experienced anything like it. After I was
1: diagnosed with MS, I let my career go i to let it go i had to focus on
2: my health mm-hmm. i had to get myself back up to a standard
1: because after i was first diagnosed i was paralyzing I really... my neck down for six months paralyzing <sighs> my neck down didn't have no feeling i was wheelchair bad yeah and i was
2: sitting there in my wheelchair constantly looking at all the nurses darting around and i used to work in that
1: hospital i was being treated in wow To be one of them One of
2: them I used to be. So I'm sitting there in my wheelchair
1: thinking, where does life go from here? And after a good two years of getting myself back on my feet and refocusing myself, I found my way back into work. And I kind of stumbled into the HMP prison job. Ah. It's not a coincidence. I thought I'd apply for it, and I thought you know what? If you don't get it, at least you tried.
0: Yeah. At least you
1: tried. I got the interview, walked through the interview with Flying Colors, and literally after about a month working there, I was holding a response radio. I used to work for the healthcare team in the prison. So I held a response radio. Wow. And we dealt with major trauma major trauma I've seen things that you won't want to see in your worst nightmare mess I've walked shoulder to shoulder with some of the coldest people on the face of this planet Mm.
2: and for no split second was I in fear of my life for no split second did I not know what to do in the case of anything that happened inside them walls yeah I had to swear to the secrecy act oh I
1: imprisoned I, I kind of imprisoned myself in the prison and worked in there because for four and a half hours
0: 14 and a half hour shifts I couldn't be contacted by the outside world oh. I couldn't contact the outside world. And I'm so sure you heard you heard
1: it was a protecting myself from society but also not because of the stress and because of the things that I saw. Yeah. That I still get flashbacks now.
0: I can imagine it's post traumatic um, stress not, that you live
2: with every it's day.
1: It's It's the fact that their memories would never
2: fade from my mind. The things that I see will never
1: fade. Now, you think major trauma, you think blood, guts, gore? you think 80%
2: body burns. Uh, I've seen all of that. I've seen the most unnatural ways of
1: killing yourself on the face of this earth.
0: Do you believe that that what you have witnessed living fourteen hours a day working in the prison has helped you write such deep poetry that relates to so many of us.
1: No. You don't? No. I don't think what I see reflects into my work. Okay. I think what I've lived through reflects into my work. So, okay. from a young age, and I'll
2: answer one of your questions now, off the top of my head because I remember them already. From a young age, I was is at the age of five.
0: Yes. I couldn't write my own name. Hmm. I couldn't write my own name unless it was spider, spider Scroll. I could read my name, but no one else could. No one else could understand it. Hmm. I used to go speech and language therapy. Yes. When I was younger. Every week. Every week. Because I couldn't pronounce my words. I couldn't articulate my words. I couldn't emphasize my words. And this is so when you were younger. very young. At five years yes, old.
1: Really, I was five. I was five years old. I still remember the trauma to this day. Mm-hmm. And I still remember People telling me that I'd make nothing of my life.
0: But you proved them wrong.
1: I've eventually proved them wrong. But all the way through my school life, from the age of 5 to the age of 16, I was always told I would amount to nothing. I was given no aspirations in life.
0: Oh, that's very sad. I'm sorry about that.
1: I couldn't write properly until I was 10 years old.
0: And now, read now look at you today.
1: That's the thing. I get told still today, you're dyslexic. You shouldn't be able to write like that.
2: That is my creativity. That yeah. is my
1: imagination. And that is what I see. Mhm. And literally when I write a piece now, I will sit there, not for hours and hours and hours like I used to in school, trying to get the words out I wanted, Yes. I write a piece in that, and I can write a 16-line stanza in under five minutes.
0: Wow, that's because incredible. I
1: don't, actually, I don't actually always think
2: about what I'm writing. You just I write. I kind of go off into a different place. Mm-hmm. I write. Cause it makes me happy but i write from past experiences so i write from
1: my school days i write from being bullied i write from the hurt of no one seeing me
0: always being invisible sitting at the back of the class being pushed in the hallways yeah being mocked and made fun
1: of but being different but i'd rather be different than normal
0: i uh, you it's know different. i have to say something from that what, what you just said I faced many of those tragedies, and that's also in my book. I believe when we are faced with such, I'll just say it, hatred and cruelty from others, it leaves a mark within our souls, but somehow within the light of our pureness of what we all have we find that inspiration to come back to prove that nobody can take that light away from us. And we become the poets. We become the, the people of inspiration. We f- keep fighting back. We keep moving forward. We never give up. And I believe in the world at least... Eight out of ten children in the world today are still being bullied and told, You're not going to achieve this. You're not going to move forward. You're not good enough. And when people say that to you, don't believe them. Believe in yourself, believe in your heart and your do you, soul. Do
1: you think I believe in them after everything I've been through?
0: You've been through hell and high water, and look where you I've are.
1: Been, life mm-hmm. i've been rule. yes i've been every rule in ms yes i don't listen to rules
0: i don't listen to rules I either i've <laughs> the rules to test my limitations because until we
1: don't until we know our greatest limits yes we have an understanding of what we can do and what we can achieve in life
0: that is so true so true
1: so If anyone's listening that is being bullied, that is being trodden down in life, just remember, your time will come to shine.
0: Yes. And whatever happens to them is called karma. And they will find out what they did was truly wrong. And I hope that they turn their lives around and realize that they need to make amends with themselves for doing what they did. But for the ones that are being bullied in the world today, um, please stop and be kinder and have more compassion and love and moving forward, especially with this coronavirus and all of us being in quarantined around the world, we are all seeing so many things and i believe that we will come out of this stronger moving forward with more compassion and that's what i pray for every single day and your poetry is going to help so many people and you Okay. I love that. I've always loved a bit of soft rock. Um, My music taste really varies nowadays. Yeah. The person I go to and listen to for my inspiration nowadays is a classic piano player called Ludovossi Entrade. Okay. And I can literally put that on for hours and I can sit there and
2: because it's so calming and relaxing. I drive to my favorite spot in the world where the land meets the sea. Oh. And I literally will put that on
1: in, in my car and I'll drive there and that's it. My mind's free and I can just
0: carry on. Yeah, I love that. I love that you go to the wow. beach. Your favorite place is the beach. You, You, you bourbon. You love a glass of wine. You write nonstop with your books all placed in separate spots of your home for when you have inspiration. You just start to write. It's just it's a beautiful world that you live in and that you capture moments. And then Bon Jovi. I mean, who does not love Bon Jovi? Like world, everybody's got to love at least one of his songs in the world
1: yeah, yeah.
0: hmm so See, have you ever been to a concert yes hi jody I have. what was it or what was your favorite the concert
1: the subways
0: the subways i don't know them yeah
1: the subways they're a
0: british band okay they're a british band and they played at the brixton academy and literally it was bouncing and
1: <laughs> they play they play a little bit heavier than Bon Jovi so it was very it's very lively
0: Okay, I like that. I like it. So yeah. you really I, love the music of every genre almost.
1: Yeah, yeah I when I'm feeling not very inspirational, I put a bit of
0: wow okay i would never have expected that so tell me how do you get inspiration from listening to eminem well he always tells a story he's a lyric poet he's a lyric
1: he's a lyrical poet and literally it's gay he talks on such a level with me that i can relate
0: okay um you know what today you just inspired me i'm gonna listen to some of his music
1: to it because I've been there I've worn the t-shirt. Hmm. I've, I've I've been in them harsh relationships where you kind of love each other, yeah, but the love is an arguing love, it's a hatred love for each other.
0: And that is part of our world. Yes, yeah, I've been ep- there, yeah. that, got the t-shirt. And that's why when I write about
1: breakups and I write about missing people, that is where I draw my inspiration from about that.
0: Wow, from listening to Eminem. I remember them relationships of pain. Yeah. And I put on River with
1: Eminem and Ed Sheeran in it, and all them feelings come flooding back to me.
0: Of of what you've been through. But mm. I didn't get to, to tell them how I felt during that situation. Yeah. Because I bottled everything up
1: and it all then comes out in words.
0: But you've set it free and you've done it so beautifully through your poetry.
1: Not being funny, every disaster in life we can turn into a thing of beauty. That is we just so know true. It. We just need to know how to see.
0: Exactly. How to just turn disaster into beauty.
1: And
0: I'll do that all day long in my work. I will turn the worst situations and make them look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can break your heart in a single second in the most beautiful way. Yes, you. Hello, <laughs> I just told you which one. <laughs> like, how did you get into my head? Yes, totally. Break your heart in the most
2: beautiful
0: okay, well, way. I don't want you to break my heart right now, but I would love for you to read to all of us. A piece of your poetry.
1: Okay. I'm gonna read Captured. Okay. No, actually, I'm gonna read Noticed.
0: Okay. I'm ready. Whatever you want to read.
1: Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't stutter. She noticed you. Stand as still as a statue. She might pass by. She perceives all the colours of affection with her eyes. Such beauty she carries, so vibrant on her shoulders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Never have you seen someone so bold. Her graceful stance of attractiveness invites you in. The hand she holds fly through any storm that confronts her. A need of impulse rises from inside your vessel. But you can only gaze upon her unknown spirit. The craving you have to chase her turns into a frenzy of passion. The one you must have
0: become. Okay, I told you not to make me cry. That one ah that is called Noticed.
1: That's called Noticed, and that is from my first collection of poetry.
0: I love that. Can you please DM that to me? That was gorgeous. Thank you. Okay. That is actually my
1: Instagram
0: page. I'm gonna have to go find it, or if you could just like send it on over <laughs> so I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna print it and put it in a frame and put it up here in my studio. I love that. Thank you so much for reading that to me and to the world. Very welcome. That was beautifully, beautifully read and so felt through the heart such an honor today. So, I normally don't do this. Um, we've got four books coming out. I've gone through all my questions. I, you, you've shocked me. You've read to us. You've inspired me to go back and listen to Bon Jovi and Eminem you've um, talked to us about the favorite place you love to go which is where I go all the time is the ocean and how you find peace there I find peace there because I feel like when the when things are heavy on my shoulders the ocean rolls the out and when the new waves come in it's welcoming me to let go and that's where i find a lot of my inspiration and growing up on the east coast we were always around water and today living in california the ocean is literally a half a mile down my street from where i live and i can see it every day and even though we're in quarantine um i haven't our beaches are closed and i haven't been allowed to go but just thinking of the ocean calms me And I love that we have a lot of little similarities to um, each other. And the number one is I will always call you brother for being my multiple sclerosis brother who inspires and who enlightens us every single day. And I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you for honoring us today live with Marie and I am looking forward to our next interview when your second book comes out but please everybody out there get this book it is available on Amazon the fragile body and the world around me because you will be DMing D Green on writing chronically after you read all of his poetry How did you write that? And you will relate to him just the same way as I have, and it will brighten your heart and your soul and your light, and you never know what. You may become a writer. You may become a poet. You may become a singer, but never give up on your dreams.
2: Absolutely.
0: So anything else you would like to tell us before Instagram kicks us off? (laughs) Hold on. Very much. Um, With everything that we've talked about today, is there anything you would like to ask me? (laughs) Um,
2: off the top of my head, I've I'm just honored to have had this interview with you. I I feel honored that
1: you have interviewed me and I just hope one day that I can return the favour and interview you for one of your books.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because
1: that would be that would be surreal.
0: That would be you
1: like to say England.
0: Surreal. Surreal okay so what is and it's
1: it's it's been an honor to talk to an american author with a
0: book about ms Mm -hmm. and not all my writing is about ms
1: all my writing all my poetry all my words they cover a wide range of feelings yes and it's what i do i don't just write about ms
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but I write in such a way that you can read everything and relate to it in a different
0: way exactly and that's what my first book was all about called Living with Phantoms and not knowing I had multiple sclerosis in my 20s and I lived every day with a phantom and I never had got answers so many doctors so many people telling me you look fine you look great just you. it's it's not real and it was real and it tormented me and tortured me and I believe that that's where I am today because of all of the tragedies I went through and I wrote the book so honestly and so raw that I needed people to hear what it is like to live with multiple sclerosis and how it has destroyed lives how it has brought light to so many lives how it can relate to anybody it doesn't have to be a man or a female or a young child being diagnosed I wrote the book to get the raw positive truth out there of the disease so you know with that being said everything I write today I still write about multiple sclerosis on my Instagram feed as you as you see but everything I do today is in the light of positivity and grace and moving forward. And do I have those moments of being sad and depressed? Absolutely. But then it's like, get your butt up, go look in that mirror, look at that face, and say, I love you. And we're going to get through this today. And I may only accomplish one thing, but I always look at that face when i used to look at it with disgrace and fear and not loving myself because i thought i was going insane today after being diagnosed and learning the disease and moving forward i take every day with such gratitude and then there are days when i'm like oh really again another attack but then i'm like what am i learning from this and then I write about it. See, see, even on a bad day, I've still got a pen in my hand.
1: Mm-hmm. I can read my writing, but no one else would be able to. So I never give up, even on my hardest days. I never stop. I love I never that. never surrender.
0: Never surrender.
1: Because, because if I started to surrender, then what would I be anymore? I wouldn't be who I am. No. I wouldn't be doing what I love. And that is literally bleeding my blood onto the white blank pages of life and creating the masterpiece
0: what you do every day and I am grateful and I know the world that has read your book and the people that follow you on your Instagram feed and today we all get to see you in person I am grateful that's a rarity,
1: that's a
0: see me in person I, I live know in the shadows I live between the lines I know I come out into
1: society for the occasional
0: social gathering yeah that is it well the rest of the time people don't see me for weeks on end because my head's in a book mm-hmm. reading my head's in a book writing I'm at my favorite place hiding from the world yes around me but because you're inspiring from that place, which is okay, it. and that is perfect for you. We don't need to be out in the world screaming our names and running around to inspire. You can inspire right where you are. I don't, I don't look to inspire people. I
1: don't look to make a difference. I just let people know that there's someone else that's walked down that road and been on that path and felt that pain.
0: But with that come out the other side. But with that and being said. Yeah. You said you don't write to inspire, but you truly do. You write what you feel and what you've been through, which brings that inspiration. Yes. Yeah. Because I want people to know they're not alone when yeah. they're feeling that. Yes. I want People to know they're not alone under that dark cloud. I want them
2: to know someone else has been through it. Mm -hmm. I want them to know a thousand people going
1: through it at this exact moment in time. Yes. And people come out the other side.
0: People. Because they
1: never gave up. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to remind people to never give up.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And if I can, if I can save one soul, that's a job well done for me. If I can change one person's life, that's a job well done.
0: That's a job well done, and I have to say, you've done more than just a job well done. You've created a space in a world of amazing, beautiful words that you have saved lives. You. D Green have well, saved lives and I am honored again thank you
1: on my instagram page at the moment there is two very raw trigger warning pieces and then trigger warning pieces one's in my first book and the other one's fresh then trigger warning pieces
2: of stuff i've lived through that i've come through mm. and
1: There's points in my life which should have broke me beyond repair.
0: And it didn't. You're still here.
1: I'm still here.
0: You're still here. Can I ask a huge favor? Yes. You, You may answer no. But now that we have seen each other face to face and had this amazing, beautiful interview, I believe the world would love for you to read one of your poems and post it on your page. You one have. Of my poems. Yes. Do. Like you read it to us. You read it to me and you touched my soul. I I heard it in your voice. I saw it in Notice. your face. Notice I would this love. Is
1: on my page. No? Notice it's on my page.
0: Okay. Well, I'm honored Notice then. Because I got to have you read me such a beautiful poem. And I'm going to clip that segment, and I'm going to put it on my page. You can you have <laughs> noticed on your page. I, I will send you it in a DM. Okay. And you can share it on your page. No, it's Thank you. is one
1: of, one of my favorite poems from my first
0: book. I would love that. And it was about someone's... It was about someone special at the time
1: that no longer is. So it holds a lot of emotion for me. So that's why I, I kind of spoke the way I did about it. Because I don't remember the bad. I only remember the good. Good. And there was one point in this relationship
2: that I wrote that. And that was the first time we saw each other. And I will never forget that moment for the rest of my life that will live with me
1: forever. And yeah, that's what I do.
2: And
0: I love you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I look forward to the poetry you are going to read to me and DM me and I am going to feature it on my page because I am so honored that you gave me this hour and a half in the world today to sit here with you. And when I it, when I get to England, I'm going to telephone you and we are going to sit and talk and enjoy either some tea into the night with a great dinner and a bottle of wine. Games. Huh? Games. Tea and scones. Tea and scones. Tea and scones. Yes. yes.
1: When I've British tea and scones
0: honored. I would be honored. So, let's hope my book tour brings me to England. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if it does, you'll be the first one in the queue. Ah. Uh,
0: oh, thank you. Okay, so everybody Thank you so much for watching today. Thank you for inspiring the both of us. Dee Green, I am completely honored and will treasure this interview for the rest of my life. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Love to all, have a fabulous day and inspire somebody today. And if they're having a tough day, pick them up and remember to share kindness and compassion throughout the world. Have a fabulous one. We'll talk soon. Talk Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.